Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, guests and visitors in our midst, in John chapter 9, we read that the Jewish gatekeepers of the synagogue, they cast the healed man out of the synagogue. When they did that, they rejected Jesus Christ as Lord, although they could see that he had healed a man who had been born blind. God condemns their hardened hearts, their spiritual blindness, and the Lord Jesus says that, you could see in chapter 9, verse 41, if you were blind, you would have no guilt, but now that you say, we see, your guilt remains. And then if you look to chapter 10, you don't see any indication that Jesus is beginning to speak to someone else when he continues with the explanation in John 10, calling people to choose carefully between the Pharisees and their works righteousness and Jesus Christ and his message of salvation only through faith in him. As a man who was healed from his blindness is, is cast out of the synagogue and then bends his knee and, and worships his Lord who went to find him, he is told that whoever depends on Jesus Christ for everything will enter the kingdom of God. And then the Lord Jesus proclaims to the world that when you are like sheep, when you humbly submit yourselves to God by depending completely on the shepherd who leads you by his voice, then you will enter to the kingdom of Christ. Jesus teaches that in God's kingdom, there will be no boasting like wolves who are proud of their own strength. There's no patting yourself on your back for, for grabbing things for yourself like a thief does. Jesus told the world that to be part of the kingdom, you need to be submissive as sheep that depend on their shepherd for everything. Now for those who are good, at maintaining the outward form of religion. For those who have done great things for the kingdom of God that make you shine a little bit more than the people around you in church, it can be very difficult to hear that your own works can't earn you a place in heaven. The Jewish leaders said, Jesus must have a demon. He's been driven insane to say such things. Well, I guess we would have to say that we have a demon too because it is this insanely sweet gospel of grace and the blood of Jesus Christ that we believe and that we preach. And today I will do so under the following theme, whoever depends on Jesus for everything will enter the kingdom of God. We will see that our Lord Jesus is the door, the good shepherd, and that he gathers his church. Our Lord Jesus is the door. The parable 
of John 10 has to do with being a part of God's flock. The Old Testament used that picture of of a flock to illustrate the character of the covenant people of God who are separated from the world and they are separated to serve God for all eternity. In the illustration of the parable, the gatekeeper or the watchman that our Lord Jesus mentions in verse 3 is important. For he is the one who decides which shepherd will be allowed to take care of the sheep. And we can see from Jesus' explanation that in this comparison, the gatekeeper loves the sheep. He wants what is best for them. And so he will only allow the sheep to be placed under the supervision of a good shepherd who loves his sheep as much as he does. And if we go to the end of what our Lord Jesus said, verses 15 to 18, you can see that he talks about his Father, and and you can see that the Father in heaven is the gatekeeper behind everything that our Lord Jesus promises in this parable. He is the one carrying out his eternal plan. He is the one who who looks at his sheep with, with such love. He is the one who charges his son to do this work, to be the door for his sheep. That's at the very end of verse 18. And he charges the son to be the door for his sheep, not only because he knew how much Jesus loved the sheep and was willing to care for them, but also because with authority to lay down his life and then to take it up again whenever he wanted, Christ Jesus was able to care for the sheep. He was willing and he was able. He was the perfect shepherd. And as the man who was born blind but healed by Jesus Christ walks up to the Son of Man and and bows before him as we read in chapter 9, verse 38, he doesn't need to doubt the power or the love of his new master and Lord, Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus preaches that the shepherd of the sheep enters by the door and not some other way. That's verse 2. And as he says this, the Lord Jesus affirms what everyone knew, that God requires that our sins be paid for through sacrifices before we can enter into his presence. The, the Israelites knew that well. Before they could come into the temple, there needed to be sacrifices. And that he had to obey that law in order to be a, a part of the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus says the shepherd needs to go through the door Everybody understood what that meant. That meant obeying the law. And and the blind man who had been healed, he knew who had fulfilled the law. It clearly was not the Pharisees who claimed to be disciples of Moses, chapter 9, verse 28, but who burdened people with so many rules and who boasted in, in keeping those rules that they ended up ignoring the rule of love in God's commandments. They cared very little for that man who had been healed. But when we look at the man Jesus, who showed love to the man born blind, who fulfilled the Sabbath by using it to heal and to restore the body and the soul, then we see what it means 
to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. Paul confirms this conclusion that when he teaches that true followers of God clothe themselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, with peacefulness, and they put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. That's Colossians 3, verses 12 and 14. The gospel that Jesus proclaimed was that he came to fulfill all righteousness and so he has become the door to heaven. When our Lord Jesus perfectly obeyed the fullness of the law as God wanted it fulfilled and not like the Pharisees were trying to do it, then the gatekeeper opened the door and allowed him to have access to the sheep. The gatekeeper knew that the sheep would be safe in Jesus' arms because obedience to the law restores harmony and peace to all our relationships. It, it brings us closer to our Father in heaven. And so the shepherd brings together all the sheep that God has given him. And when God sees the sheep together with that shepherd, then he allows the sheep to go in with the shepherd, to, to go in and, and to go out and to find pasture. Jesus Christ proclaimed to the world that he has become the door. And as we read the passage, we see that he doesn't just mean like a passive wooden door that turns on its hinges, that, that opens and closes simply by pressing against it. Rather, Jesus Christ is a living door. He is like a shepherd sitting right there in the doorway who let people in or out based on their, his knowledge of who they are that are coming up to him. Anyone who is not a sheep but a wolf or a thief who tries to force his way in by his own craft and his own skill, he will not be given permission to be among his sheep. But any sheep, and a sheep is someone who, who's dependent, who comes empty-handed and, 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 and looks to the shepherd to enter. Anyone who is not angry or afraid of Jesus Christ, the shepherd, but humbles himself and, and is eager to have peace with God and with his neighbor, you will find in the Lord Jesus a door that lets him in to the kingdom. And not just an open door, but also a very loving shepherd with whom he or she will build a very strong relationship. We see that also that our Lord Jesus says in, in this passage that he is the good shepherd. He is the door and he is the good shepherd. And when he calls himself a good shepherd, he is making a contrast to the hired hands. And the difference between a shepherd and a hired hand has everything to do with the different relationships that they have with the sheep. The Lord Jesus emphasizes how he is different from hired hands or, or just caretakers of a church because his work is not just a job. A hired hand has no personal investment in the sheep. 
He doesn't actually lose anything personally when the sheep suffer. He doesn't gain anything if they do well, but he gets his wage for however much time he is around. There is no bond that is formed between a hired hand and a sheep. And sheep need to know. They need to know this so that they don't ever think that it would be better to, to leave the shepherd to follow a hired hand. And we can think of the, the blind man's parents. There's a reason that there are so many warnings against false teachers and false prophets in the Bible. And even today it can happen that, that we think that the hired hand who does not care enough to exhort and to discipline us, that he's, he's better for us than a shepherd who tells us what is right and, and what is wrong, but really loves us. In our text, Jesus warns us that the hired hand is he, just fleeing from the attack of the wolves. And that we should be very careful to watch so that we don't become misled and lose our way following someone who does not care for our souls, for our bodies. The true shepherd of the church of God is as close to his sheep as the father is to his son. You see that in verse 15. And the Lord Jesus is that good shepherd. He calls himself good. That word good can mean noble or, or excellent. He fulfills the task of shepherd very well, perfectly. And it highlights that unlike the hired hands and the thieves and robbers, when he is with his sheep, he enriches their lives rather than hurts them. He highlights that in verse 10. In verses 3 and 14, the Lord Jesus reveals just how close he is to us. He shows how dear we are to him when he tells us that the good shepherd calls his sheep by name. We can translate that means the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal king who is in heaven, knows your name. He says in verse 14, he knows his own and his own know who he is. That's why all the sheep trust completely in him. We will walk through that door, that open door. We will be confident that the Lord Jesus will, will hold it up or, or hold it open as, as he calls us through him to enter into the glory of the kingdom. And since sheep are such weak and such dependent animals, our, our only, their only hope of survival is knowing how to recognize whom they should follow. And God gave sheep the distinct, the unique ability to distinguish the voice of their own shepherd from all other voices. In John 10, verses 3 to 5, our Lord Jesus says that the true disciples of Jesus will necessarily follow his voice. All he has to do is speak, and they will know that he is their shepherd, and they will follow him. And when they follow him, they will have life. Abundant life. The goal 
of the shepherd is, is absolutely un- unbelievable. It's, it's wonderful. Our Lord Jesus doesn't want to take anything away from us like a thief would. But he wants his sheep to, to have everything so that they may have abundant life. He gives freedom to, to go in and to go out. He protects his sheep from wolves. He leads us to pasture. Verse 9, he, he saves us. And when the time comes, he even lays down his life for the sheep. He says that he's the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. Laying down one's life for the sheep. That means dedicating your whole life to the sheep. Doing, doing everything you can for the well-being of the sheep, which is always more important than, than your own comforts, if necessary, even with your own life. And Jesus says he, he lays down his life for the sheep. We see how he is so different from wolves, from thieves, even from hired hands. Jesus proclaims to the world that everyone who trusts completely in him will be able to look into the eyes of their shepherd and see one who will guarantee your life with his own life. Without exception, without condition. And Jesus explains that he voluntarily lays down his life for the sheep. That little word for that he uses, it means for the benefit of. And he said it to make it very clear that his death on the cross would not just be a, an, an, a needless example that would expose the sheep to danger, but that he would lay down his life for the purpose of saving his people that he knows so well. He wants us to see that he does it with a, with a specific intention. Not just a, a general laying down for, for whoever, but he does it for his sheep. He knew that he had authority to take up his life again even before he laid it down. And then we see, brothers and sisters, what kind of shepherd we have. Although he was able to control life and death itself, he came into our world not to, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He truly emptied himself so that whoever confesses all his sins and puts his full trust in Jesus Christ will be able to hide himself in Christ's righteous obedience and enter the flock of the eternal covenant God. Well, the recovered blind man recognized Jesus as the good shepherd. He could see in him obedience to the will of God. He could see in him perfect righteousness that every creature desires. He could hear the invitation and and recognize the voice of the good shepherd. So he turned away from the hired hands and he entrusted his life into the hands of his shepherd savior, Jesus Christ, to keep him safe from thieves and wolves. And as he turned to Jesus Christ, as he depended completely on him, he passed from death to life through the door of Jesus Christ. He could be assured of his place in the kingdom of God.
the man who trusts the Son of God will not be left alone, but will be gathered in, will be made a part of the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because we see that our Lord Jesus Christ gathers his church. Everything that Jesus Christ preached to the Jews around him at that time, it serves as a reminder to us to rely completely on the grace of God. This promise of salvation by grace alone makes the, the Christian faith different from any other religion in the, uh, in the world. The Pharisees thought they could enter the kingdom of God by their own works and by obedience to all the laws that they were adding on to God's command to truly love God and your neighbor. They rejected Jesus Christ because it meant depending on another they turned away from the shepherd door because he had healed a blind man on the Sabbath, which was against their twisted rules about the day God made for man. They wanted to get into the kingdom by some other way, like through their own choices and their own decisions, and not by simply depending on Jesus Christ for everything as the one who obeys for us and in our place. And tragically, the Jewish leaders cast a man out of their flock because he confessed that Jesus was his Lord, which was the very confession that could have brought them into the flock of God the Father in heaven. Their pride blinded them. Their unkindness exposed them. The rejection of Jesus Christ as Lord left them outside the kingdom of God. We need to pay attention to this, brothers and sisters. Sometimes we become proud of good habits. We make idols of traditions. We judge ourselves negatively or we judge others negatively as, as if there was no Savior, Jesus Christ, who did everything for us and in our place. Brothers and sisters, remember, there is no gatekeeper standing off to the side of a gate going to heaven with a checklist to see how you did. There is no law ladder that you have to climb by your own strength to get into heaven. But the gatekeeper father opens the door for his shepherd son and everyone who believes in Jesus Christ, everyone who is a part of that flock who follows Jesus Christ alone as Lord is simply allowed to come in. Even as he was still on the earth, fulfilling all righteousness, our Lord Jesus knew that there would be no obedience that you have to add to his to show that you are worthy of being included with our Lord Jesus. His parable is simple. His parable is extremely comforting for the weak, for the broken for those who continue to trip and to fail. 
He says, be the sheep you are. Depend on me for everything. And you can be a part of the church that I am gathering. Oh, it was a stumbling block for the Jews. It was folly for the Greeks. But for us, he is the, the wisdom and power of God. And the Lord Jesus explains in verse 4 that, that all his own sheep will hear his voice and will simply follow him when they hear his voice. With these words, he's describing what could be seen and what can be seen as, as people like the blind man who had been healed were, were hearing the word of God proclaimed with authority and consistency. They were leaving the Jewish traditions and the synagogues and they were becoming disciples of Jesus Christ. That flow of people, that stream going to our Lord that we still see today. As Christ gathers his church, his true sheep will run away from the strange voices of any other leaders and they will become members of the visible church of Christ. All this fulfills what our Lord says in Ezekiel. I want you to take your Bible and open it up into Ezekiel. We're going to read several verses. Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 to 16. And we see this standing in the background of what we read in our passage. Ezekiel chapter 34 is on page 722. We're going to start at verse 11, and we're going to read to verse 16. We see the Lord Jesus fulfilling this passage in the context of shepherds who do not care for the sheep. We read in Ezekiel 34, verse 11, page 722, For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness, and I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country, I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pastures they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured. And I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. And then look at verse 23. And I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. My servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is at work and he fulfills this promise, this word, 
through his son, Jesus Christ. The Lord told us that the church would grow even beyond the faithful in Israel to include all nations and anticipating the ongoing work of the church of, of us, the ongoing work of the church after his ascension, the Lord Jesus extends his gracious promise even to, to people like us, to Gentiles, when he says in verse 16, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock, one shepherd. And now it is our turn to listen to his voice as he promises that whoever leaves behind his stubborn ways, whoever turns from his idolatry, whoever, puts, whoever stops putting all their trust in what they can do and who stops, whoever stops fighting against the Lord and his flock and whoever humbles himself before Jesus as Lord will be saved from the coming wrath, will be given abundant life. If you are a visitor to the church today, this is an amazing promise. And in the name of Lord Almighty, I declare to you that you don't want to miss this. We have life, abundant life in Jesus Christ. What a joy it is for us to live each day of our lives knowing that we are called to be sheep who simply follow Jesus, our Savior, in everything. We hear his voice as he, speak words, as he speaks words of, of life and comfort. And like the man who was healed of his blindness, who, who left the synagogue, we feel a joy and a freedom to make that radical choice to follow Jesus rather than ever to return to the ignorance and to the blindness. And God's grace fills us with a desire to obey, fills us with confidence, takes away our fears. It lifts us up to, to praise him. And as we walk together with our shepherd, Jesus Christ, the eternal king, who has given his life for us, he opens the door by his obedience. We walk and enter into the kingdom of God, an eternal kingdom, eternal pastures under our one King and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.